welcome back to episode two of The Breakup Box. I'm so excited for this week's talk where we'll be talking about rebounding. Um, I don't know about you, but I am actually really bad about this and it turns out that I am a serial rebounder. I hate it, it's a thing that I know about myself and it's something that I am probably going to change as I mature and get better at this thing called life. Um, but for now, I have written an article that will hopefully keep me and you from doing the worst thing that you can do after a breakup, which is rebounding. So first off, let's define rebounding as any relationship-like act when freshly out of a relationship and or before emotionally ready for another relationship. So that can mean kissing, hooking up, or maybe even getting into another relationship. You can also rebound a day later, or you can rebound a few months later. There's really no timeline. Basically, if you're not over your ex and you're with another person, you're probably rebounding. And so in all of my experience with this, I've come up with three main reasons that I believe people rebound. Those are, we are mad and trying to get back at our ex, we're lonely and sad, or three, we're pretending to be okay. So now let's dive a little deeper into those three reasons and go ahead and debunk the rebound logic between those three. So the first is the angry rebound. So the first time I ever rebounded, I was mad at my ex. He had very quickly gotten together with another girl, but we don't need to get more into that. But I felt like I needed to prove that I was okay. So I wanted to make him feel as bad as he was making me feel. So I acted without thinking and rebounded about a month later. But see, the problem with rebounding out of anger and spite is that the motivation and reasoning is completely illogical. See, in the end, rebounding only hurts you. Chances are your ex might find out and be upset for a minute, but then he'll move on. In fact, if you're trying to hurt your ex and make him jealous, rebounding only further solidifies your breakup. However, the main reason for not rebounding out of anger is the fact that it hurts you and sets you back in your healing process, not them. So next is the lonely rebound. And yes, you guessed it, I have also rebounded because I was lonely and sad. And this is probably the rebound that I regret most. See, when sadness is the rebounding motivation, it means we're looking for happiness and comfort, which is the exact opposite of what a rebound gives. Rebounding feels great, but only in the moment. And for that period of time before reality hits you, you feel wanted and loved again, you know? You feel valued. But I want to propose the concept of rebounder's remorse. This is a concept that one of my friends suggested. See, it's that instant gut regret that you immediately feel after a rebound. It's the realization that you messed up, but at that point it's too late to take it back, and now there's just another layer of hurt to process and move on from. Third is the rebound in denial. That's that rebound that happens because we think we've moved on, but really we just did a good job of suppressing our feelings and pushing it down, down, down. Been there done that. See, after a breakup, you want nothing more than to be back in that safe, warm, fuzzy relationship place where all is well and your heart is just happy and light. 
Another friend pointed out that when you've been dating someone for a while, it's difficult to adjust back to life on your own because you've grown into a routine that includes having a boyfriend. So the automatic response is to find another guy to fill that hole. But the problem with this is that you can only suppress your feelings for so long before they bubble up and lead to probably another breakup. So personally, I don't think it's possible to be in a healthy relationship until you've fully processed and healed from your previous heartbreak. A rebound relationship isn't fair to your new dude or gal, and it definitely isn't fair to you. Guys, it is by no coincidence that one of the first things I talked about last week was don't rebound, don't do it, just don't do it, okay? Don't do it. See, the overall the overarching concept or theme that comes with rebounding is that it just hurts you more. And so why not skip that phase, allow yourself to begin moving on and healing rather than just adding another layer of ugliness to a situation that already stinks. So now, because I don't want to be the kind of person who just says, don't do this, don't do that, and then doesn't give you other suggestions of what you can do, I'm going to propose things that you can do instead of rebounding to help you move on and really find a healthy way to do that. So the first is to face reality. When we rebound, we are avoiding reality. We're running from one temporary comfort, one temporary fix, one temporary high to another, but they're all temporary. We're putting a band-aid over a tumor rather than choosing to remove that cancer out of our lives instead. So instead, we need to actively choose to hurt a little more now rather than just break in the future. So we can accept that yes, we have a broken heart that needs to be mended before you can get back into the dating game. The next piece of advice, which is kind of an annoying piece of advice, honestly, but it's to stay single. So the day after one of my breakups, I set the goal to stay single for a year. And none of my friends believed me since they knew my dating history, but I knew that if I wanted to finally stay and get into a healthy relationship, it would be necessary for me to learn to be a whole on my own. So I ended up staying single for almost two years. I was better at it than I expected and that my friends expected. And it was actually the most gratifying thing I've done. And it was the best thing I could have done for myself. It was hard and yeah, it was lonely sometimes, but I'm so thankful for the clarity I had to actively decide to stay single. The next thing is to look under the hood of your heart. So what does that mean? Um, I'm an advocate for self-love and self-awareness. When I went through my breakup, I experienced over a year of rollercoaster-like seasons and emotions. I was broken, sad, angry, then pissed. I hated men. I wanted to be loved. I questioned who I was, my purpose, my existence. I sought comfort in exercise, food, boys, books, my blog, literally everything but myself. I refused to turn inward and seek acceptance from myself because it was just easier not to. I knew that to look under the hood of my seemingly uncontrollable emotions meant digging up a lot of old junk. It meant sifting through, how did that make you feel? And why do you think you did that? 
<laughs> but it wasn't until I finally took the time to learn about myself that I finally began to love myself. And as cheesy as that sounds, it's so, so necessary. And it's one of the main goals of going through a breakup is to learn to love yourself on your own and as a whole. So the next thing is to reflect and write. I constantly journaled, and I talked about this in my last podcast, but I constantly journaled and took time to reflect inwardly. It takes all of our swirling thoughts and puts them in front of us where we can begin to see what's going on in our heads. So for example, when I would journal, I would just begin brain dumping how I felt that day, any songs that I was listening to, um, just really where I was at that time. And as my pen would continue to go, somehow the dots began to just kind of connect and I would end up at a point in my journal where I felt ready to let that emotion go and kind of just begin moving on. I don't know, it was crazy how that worked out. But journaling, it just puts it in front of you. And like I said earlier, it gives you these postmarks that you can look back to years later or even months later and see just how much you've grown since then. And it's awesome and super empowering to do that. So the next thing, and I only have a few more, but I feel like there are a lot of things that we can do besides rebounding, so I'm going to keep going. But this one is to share your story, kind of like how I'm doing now. See, I began opening up to friends and talking out loud about the hurt I experienced. I remember feeling so embarrassed by my breakup and not wanting to tell anyone the true ugliness of it. So I had to remove the smiling face I faked and accept that it was a part of my life and that yes, I wasn't proud of it, but no, it didn't define me. Instead of hiding, I began writing it out on my blog. I keep saying my blog, but I just love my blog and this podcast and sharing my story with all of you. So next is to speak truth into your life. This is one that's just so simple but it's speaking truths into your life like you are worth more, you deserve love, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, you're a badass, you know, things like that. But it's just speaking that truth into your life that you are an amazing, beautiful person and that you are going to be okay and that you are going to find love again. You will not die alone, you know, things like that. Next is to remove any toxins. Uh, yes, I removed the cancer of my life, like toxic relationships and unnecessary stressors. These are things that can cause you to search for temporary fixes and highs without thinking about the possible repercussions. So when we're stressed or living in just an unsupportive environment, we're quicker to revert to old, probably dating habits or just old habits in general. So to Get a little deeper into what that means. Um, I needed to remove some old friends and stay away from people on social media and just take anything that would maybe, I guess, trigger me, take that out of my life and just not put that in my day-to-day -day because it wasn't necessary and it wasn't doing me any good. So the second to the last thing is to set new goals. I began setting goals and I did talk about this in my last blog, my, my, my last podcast, sorry. But it was to set goals. Um, 
for me, I set physical goals and spiritual goals for my emotional journey. Um, I wrote down my steps to getting there and a timeline for achieving these goals. They gave me something to look forward to and a, something to channel my energy towards. And the final thing, and I will probably say this every podcast because I love this piece of advice, is to look forward. So once I dealt with the junk in my past, I made the decision to only look forward. Rebounding places another hurdle in your road to healing. So look forward and keep your eyes on the prize and don't get distracted by these small highs and temporary fixes. Don't settle for anything, especially not in a relationship, anything less than amazing. That's all I have to say today. Thank you so much for checking back into this podcast and hearing what I have to say about rebounding and why you probably shouldn't do it. You can find me on social media under Sarah Utsugi. That's Sarah with no H, U-T-S-U-G-I. That would be me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you like this podcast, you can find it in blog form on throughherlens.net. As always, I'm wishing you the best from behind the screen. And remember, breaking up is hard, but it shouldn't feel impossible.